Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. All right, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church, 6 a.m. soap. So glad to be with you guys today. We are in Isaiah 58. We're going to be talking about fasting. Um, all the soap, every every day of this month, the scriptures are going to be talking about fasting, right? Why? Because as we know, here in a few days, we begin our 21-day fast, uh, 21 days of, of spiritual and physical breakthrough. Um, and uh, it's very important. You know, um, so no matter what fast you're going to be doing, whether you're going to, you know, do a a food fast, a water fast, you're going to do a social media fast, whatever fast, if you're going to go hardcore and do the Daniel fast, which I really encourage you to do, if you really want a a good reset um, in a lot of areas in your life, come on, uh, jump in. Uh, This weekend, we're going to have booklets we're giving out. Um, really explaining the Daniel fast, you know, um, our creative team, Pastor Jose and them, they just did an amazing job of putting this together. Um, really, Pastor Jose, you know, he put this whole thing together. Um, so we're really going into it, in, in, into this with with our eyes wide open. And what does this mean to fast? And Isaiah fifty eight um, is really um, an important chapter of scripture because, you know, the Lord is really speaking through the prophet Isaiah. Um, and talking about this, talking about the fast and and where the heart is in the fast. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to jump right into it. Father, we love you, Lord, and we just thank you for this time, this opportunity that we have to spend uh, together in fellowship and with your word, Lord God, Father. I pray that during this time, Lord, that that you would just open up our minds, open up our hearts, Father, and and, and uh, reveal the things in, in us that you know we need to work on. Father, the the reveal like where our heart is at as we enter into into this twenty one day fast. What is what is the, the the reason we're doing this, Father? Are we are we doing this to to get close to you, Lord God, to to get new insight from you, or are we doing this just to show everyone that we're fasting, Father? So so I pray that you would just just continue to speak to us, Father, reveal new things to us, Lord God, be with us during this time, Father. I pray your Holy Spirit will be in every home, every vehicle, every office that's listening um, to the sounds of my voice, Lord God. Father, and that it would be the Holy Spirit speaking, not me, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, and we just appreciate you and appreciate this time that we get to spend together. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. All right, let's give it a good stretch. Isaiah 58, and I am reading from the New King James Version. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinance, ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? 
Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and you strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it, it is is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast and an, and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who will cast out when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speak in your own words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. All right, let's stretch. Get that Bustelo in. Because this may be a tough one for some people. You know, we're reading here and and, and the prophet Isaiah through through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is talking about fasting and he ends the chapter talking about the Sabbath. And these are two topics that sometimes people, they, they, they feel weird about, um, especially fasting, right? Because when we look at fasting, a lot of times all we see is, oh, I got to give up something. That's going to be so hard, right? It's going to be so difficult. And listen, if you do the Daniel fast, if you participate, it is not easy, but it was never intended to be easy. Fasting was never intended to be easy. That's why it's a sacrifice. But Isaiah 58, beginning with verse 1, he says, cry aloud, spare not. He says, tell my people their transgressions. Okay, so God is speaking to his people. He's speaking uh, loudly. He's speaking directly to them. His people, they needed to hear about their transgressions. But would they hear him? Would they hear what he has to say? You know, a lot of us, don't want to hear about what we're doing wrong. If you have a brother or sister comes up to you and 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 um, says, hey, you're messing up here or there, like we need to talk about this. A lot of us don't want to hear, right? A lot of us will throw out the whole like, only you, you don't judge me. Only God can judge me, which is a bold-faced lie, by the way, right? As a bold-faced lie. If anyone ever tells you only God can judge me, you can't say you, you can't say anything. That is a lie from the pit of hell, right? Because if you are a child of God, if you are a believer, you know better. So as a fellow believer, it is your job and your duty to uh, to judge, but judge lovingly, 
right? And to, to point out what is going on. Okay, but that's a whole other thing. Um, I'm not going to go down a whole other <laughs> rabbit hole on that. But the people of Israel needed to hear what they were doing wrong. Sometimes we need to hear what we are doing wrong, where we have messed up. It says, verse two, they seek me daily and delight to know my ways. God, he's describing here the appearance of their spiritual life, right? The appearance, because they were walking around like they were doing everything good. They were walking around holy. On the surface, it seemed that, that God's people loved him and they were devoted to him. Because they had the reputation of uh, of a nation that did righteousness, right? And and they looked like people who would who would take delight in approaching God. Right? The children of Israel, they had a history of God being behind them, of God protecting them, of God rescuing them, right? But it's almost like they they like to to live on their past successes, right? They would they didn't, they didn't want anything deeper with God. They didn't want to go any further with God, right? They wanted to be able to say like, oh, our our God is the God who rescued our people from from Egypt. Our God is the God who who walked with with Israel 40 years in the wilderness. Our God did this. Our God, you know, gave us King David. Our God, you know, but say, okay, but what's God doing for you now? Right? And it's not to say that God wasn't there because he definitely was there. But instead of getting deeper and learning more and spending, you know, legit time in fasting and prayer with the Lord, they wanted just to, to be like, you know, just, just rest on their laurels and be like, this is what happened back in the day. So we're good. Right. And so he says, you know, he, he's calling them out. He's saying that, that they're, they're saying things like, why have we fasted? Have you not seen that we have fasted in verse three with, with all of this spiritual facade that the children of Israel were trying to put forth, they felt that God was now being unfair to them, right? Because like, look, we're fasting, we're, we're praying, we're doing, we're doing, but they weren't doing with the right heart. Brothers and sisters, as we enter into, into this 21 day fast, where is your heart? What kind of heart are you going into the fast with? Okay. Are you going in to show people, look, look what I've done. I'm fasting. I've gone hardcore with, 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 with the fast, right? That's right. Deb, where are your motives? Pure motives. Are you, do you, are you going into this with a pure heart? It was as if the children of Israel were there, they were, they were saying, Lord, we fasted, but you're still not answering us. You're not answering our prayers. Don't you know, don't you see God? We're seeking you daily. We delight to know in your ways. We're doing righteousness. We're, we're, we're taking delight in approaching you, yet you're not answering our prayers. What's up with that, God? We're doing everything. But God's like, enough with the image. You guys are just putting on a show. God is now, he wants to expose the reality of what they're doing, the reality of their heart. Because the reality was that God's people didn't fast with the right heart. They only did it as an empty ritual. They only did it because they had to. Because in their minds, they had to do this. This was another, you know, another box to check off in their, their, their spiritual walk. So we're going to knock out this fast right quick. And God, you better listen to us because we're doing what you're telling us to do. But the reality was that even on the day when they fasted, they were still exploiting their employers. Verse three says, you exploit all of your laborers. They still weren't doing things in the right way. 
God didn't accept their fasting when it wasn't connected with a, with a sincere heart of obedience. There's a quote by this man named Adam Clark in the 1800s, uh, 1823 to be exact. And this was during the height of the, the slave trade. He says, and I quote, how can any nation pretend to fast or worship God at all? And dare to profess that they believe in the existence of such a being while they carry on the slave trade and traffic in the souls and bodies of men. O ye most criminal of villains and worst of hypocrites, cast off at once the mask of your religion and deepen not your endless of perdition by professing the faith of your Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ while ye continue in this traffic. If you are fasting, but you are still habitually sinning what's the point what's the point god's not going to bless that because your fasting is is empty religion it's empty religious ritual you're just doing it so people can see that you're doing it verse 4 says indeed you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of of wickedness so the children of Israel, a lot of them, they were, they, were, they were fasting for needs, but they were fasting for very selfish needs. It was like they were saying, Lord, Lord, help me win this argument. Help me defeat this person. And, and God's like, no. Though, though their, their, their prayer was accompanied with, with fasting, it was still a selfish, wicked prayer. They were not doing it with the right heart. So God didn't answer them. God didn't answer them because God knows the heart, brothers and sisters. And if you are not doing this right, if you're doing this in a very selfish way, you might as well stop wasting your time. If you're going into this 21-day fast and you decide, I'm going to go hardcore, I'm going to go Daniel fast, I'm going to remove all the, all the sugars, all the, the caffeine, all the meat, and all, you know, you're following all the rules, right? But God better do this. God better, God better, you know, you're not doing it for the right reason. You're doing it to get, right? And God is saying, I want you to fast so that you have no other choice but to rely on me, to get your strength from me. Are you doing it to get, or are you doing it to get closer to me? You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's the point of fasting, brothers and sisters. The, pers- the, the purpose of the, 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 the Israelites fasting was to glorify themselves, to make their voice heard. But God says, nah, that ain't going to work. Your fasting means nothing. Again, if you were fasting for the wrong reasons, you were wasting your time. Just give it up. You might as well just stop. Go back to McDonald's. But if you truly want to have a, have a, a, a deeper relationship with God, if you truly want him to reveal new things to you, I'm telling you, and those of us on this call who have done the Daniel fast, and maybe you've done it for, for a few years, and you've done it you know, uh, uh, faithfully and with the right heart, we can attest that when you do this the right way, God will speak to you. His voice will get clearer. It will get so clear and God will reveal things to you and he will speak to you. 
and you will feel closer to God than you have ever been. Why? Because all the junk that you've been allowing to come into your life, right? Whether physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it is you need to get rid of for 21 days, you know, or, or, or permanently, right? Let's be real. Sometimes we got to get rid of some stuff completely, right? When you're emptying that out, and you allow the Lord to fully fill you. You have no distractions, right? You have nothing that you got to, you know, you ain't worried about the, the, the latest episode of, of whatever TV show you're in, right? That you probably shouldn't be watching anyway, because quite honestly, no TV is really good for us, right? You know, so, so, but you're, but you're allowing yourself just to be completely focused, completely tuned in. And I'm telling you, God will speak to you. He will reveal things to you right? And as you've removed the food and whatever it is you're removing during this 21-day fast, I can tell you, though you may be a little hungry, you're probably going to feel stronger than ever, right? Spiritually, you're going to be, you're going to be a, a freaking bodybuilder, right? You're going to be just ready to go, telling you, Verse five says, is, is it a fast that I have chosen? The kind of fasting that God rebukes here is a hollow, empty show without the spiritual substance behind it. This isn't the, this isn't the kind of fast that God has chosen. Even though they, they were doing all the right things, God doesn't call this a fast. Again, he calls it an empty show. The people of Isaiah's day had the same problem as the Pharisees of Jesus' day. They were doing the same exact thing. They trusted an empty ritual apart from the spiritual reality behind it. Fasting, listen, listen, fasting that is partnered with real repentance and isn't just about image has great power before God. Fasting that is partnered with real repentance and isn't only about image has great power behind it behind it because God sees through the hypocrisy of empty religious ritual and that includes fasting God sees behind it God sees your intention God sees what you're really trying to get behind it now the answer isn't to stop fasting at all but to get right with God and to make your fasting more uh, more than just a super uh, superficial thing. Jesus said to the Pharisees, um, when talking about their empty uh, religious rituals in Matthew 23, verse 23, Jesus said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of law, justice, and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Where is your focus? What is your focus during this fast? God tells his people, you know, if you if you want to fast that that pleases me, begin with getting right with your brothers and sisters. Stop oppressing others and reach out to others and try to offer help. In verse six, he says, loose the bonds of wickedness. He says, undo the heavy burdens. Let the oppressed go free. Break every yoke. First, they had to stop acting wicked towards others. This means getting right with God. It begins by stopping the evil we do. What are we doing that's evil towards others? How are we treating those around us? Are we treating them with love? 
or are we treating them in a way to get back at them? Or, you know, are you fasting to, so you can get, you know, a divine inspiration of how you can, you know, uh, get back at somebody. No, that's a, that's a wrong mentality, brothers and sisters. Verse seven says, share your bread with the hungry, not don't hide your, um, from your own flesh. Then, so, so after they stopped acting wicked towards others, they had to start acting lovingly towards others. This means that getting right with God continues by doing loving things for people. If you are not loving the people around you, you might as well just stop. It means nothing. You have to show love to people around you. But verse eight says, then, 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 then your light shall break forth like the morning. If God's people would couple their fasting with lives of righteousness and love, then they would see their prayers answered. They would have their lives full of, of light, full of healing, full of righteousness, full of the glory of God. And when they call out to God, it says, God will answer. So your, so your actions is more than just a physical fast. It's more than just trying to get your life right with God and making sure you're doing it right. Now it's like, what now during this fast, what are you doing during this fast? How are you treating those who are around you? How are you treating fellow brothers and sisters? How are you treating some of these people that walk through our church that a lot of us uh, super religious folk, we'd like to turn up, turn our nose up against them and be like, "Mm -mm, what are they doing here? Why are they here? That's not showing the love of Christ, right? So how are you treating people? Verse seven says, if you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of fingers and speaking of wickedness, again, the Lord is giving them things to stop doing. They must stop oppressing others, stop treating them as animals and, you know, and having them bound with the yoke. They must stop pointing the fingers at others to see where they are to blame. They must stop speaking wickedness. These are sins of commission. Sins of commission are, are, are uh, to, commission is to willingly break God's law. So these are sins of willingly breaking God's law. He's telling us what not to do, and we're still doing it. When you read the word, and God, and you read the word, a passage of scripture, and God says, do not do, do not do, do not do, and we're doing it, it's not just a sin, it's a sin of commission, which means we are willingly sinning. We're going in knowing, I'm about to go sin. I'm I'm doing this. It's just, you know, it is what it is, you know. And God sees that, brothers and sisters. Verse ten says, "If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, again, the Lord's giving them things to start doing. They need to minister to the hungry with more than just food. They had to extend their soul to the hungry." They had to look for the afflicted soul and seek to satisfy, satisfy their needs. Brothers and sisters, Fusion Church, we are called to reach, reach those who are far from Jesus. That means more than just waiting for people to come through our doors of the church. It's like, oh, they're here. Let's, re-, you know, now I'm going to help. No, but when we're out and about, we need to reach, reach those who are far. Find, you know, people are afflicted, brothers and sisters. They're afflicted in their souls. And we don't have, we don't, we can't do anything, but we know where the answer is. We know where, where to point them to. It says, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday to the repentant. God promises blessings. 
But not only will, you know, they have light, but even their darkness shall be as noonday. Think about that. Darkness be as noonday. Doesn't make any sense because noonday is the brightest day, the brightest time of the day. Right. But it's saying that even if you if you if you're still have things on your heart, things are still bothering you. It's going to feel like you like you like you're still walking in the daytime because your yoke is now light. God is lifting the burden. And even though you we still have stuff, listen, we're always going to have trials and tribulations. Things are always going to be on our hearts. Right. Things are always going to you know be coming against us. But despite that. It is going to be as if we are walking through the daytime, no matter how dark it is. You know, that old temptation song, I got sunshine on a cloudy day. We are going to have sunshine no matter how dark it is outside. Verse 11, the Lord will guide you continually. This is a promise for those who do more than just empty religious rituals to have the guidance of the Lord. Empty uh, religious ritual isn't enough. We need to seek God with both sincere hearts and sincere actions. Those who serve God with sincere hearts and actions enjoy a health and a life of the soul that is impossible for the superficial follower of God to know. If you, if you are following God with your complete heart and soul, you will have a closeness to God that those who come in and are just doing the empty ritual will never see. That's why we have people who leave the church because they don't have a real relationship with the Lord. They are doing everything with through 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 empty ritual, superficial actions. So when they see people who are genuinely worshiping the Lord, the Spirit of God is upon them, right? To them, that's fake. To them, they're putting on a show. The spirit's not here. Listen, I have people who 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 reach out to me to say, um, "I'm leaving Fusion Church." I'm like, okay, well, um, why? What's, what's why are you leaving the church? You know, well, you know, this reason, that reason. Um, I'm just not, I just don't feel the spirit of God here. And, and it just, you know, there's so, there's so many fake people and there, and all these reasons, right? Right. And the question I asked them, right? So if any of y'all decide to text me one day, say, hey, I'm leaving Fusion Church, I'm going to ask you this question, right? The question I asked them, okay, how's your relationship with God right now? Are you spending daily time in the word? Are you spending daily time with him praying? And the question, or the answer to that question, 99.99999999 every time is some variation of, it could be better, or I haven't really been spending time in the word, and blah, 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 but everyone at church is so fake. People are hypocrites in the church. Listen, people are hypocrites at the club, but you still go into the club, right? They never stopped you. So what's the difference? We need to spend daily time with the Lord. So then when we're doing these things like fasting and we're praying, it actually means something. 
and we can see through the superficial things that other people are doing. And But I love when some of those same people later on will contact me to say, I'm coming back to the church. Well, okay. What's bringing you back? I mean, of course, our doors are always open, right? We are never going to turn anybody away. It's like, well, I, you know, just, I never had the first, it was never the same anywhere else. Okay. And I'm not here to talk about any other church, any other ministry. But what I am here to say is that the spirit of God is alive and well at Fusion Church. And if you don't think so, I'm going to tell you there's something wrong because if the spirit of God wasn't alive and well in Fusion Church, we wouldn't be seeing the, the supernatural growth that we are seeing. We would not, it, it would not happen. Listen, we just went over the numbers yesterday. Every Tuesday is staff meeting um, with the staff of Fusion Church. And just yesterday, we were going over all the numbers for Christmas. And we compared them to last year. Okay? We've, we, all, we all know someone who has left the church, right? They've moved on for whatever reason. Good, bad, indifferent, they've left the church, right? And a lot of times it's like, you know, there's, you know, there's no, nothing happening here. You know, whatever, whatever. Did you know we had about a 30% uptick in attendance from last year to this year in the attendance over our Christmas services? Okay. And last Christmas, we had three locations having services. So what did we do? We have two locations this year. We actually added one service. And it was about um, just over 500 more people came from last year to this year. If the spirit of God isn't alive in this church, if God isn't doing something special in this church, I don't know what you're talking about. Because God is alive and well. And all of you are a part of it. So as we go into this fast, right, like really search your heart. What is God trying to show you? What is the new truth, the new revelation that God wants to reveal to you? Okay, I'm already past my time. So let me just do this one last verse. Verse 13 says, call the Sabbath a delight, a holy day of, of the Lord, honorable. The Sabbath was another empty religious observance for the Jewish people. They just did it because they had to, right? When we were in Israel, my wife and I, um, back in November, um, on uh, their Sabbath, their Shabbat is on Saturday, okay? So uh, everything shuts down. Everything shuts down, right? To including our hotel, they the the elevator won't even go up and down, right? The elevator, you go to the elevator and it goes to every single floor one at a time. So if you on the sixth floor, you have to hit every single floor because that's work, right? They don't want the elevators to, do, you know, those were empty religious observances, okay? Now, I'm not going to get into, you know, Judaism and all that stuff because I love that country and I want to go back so bad. But it's just an example of, of empty religious observance. But God calls them to take the light in the heart and the purpose of the Sabbath to honor him, not doing things your own way, but doing things for him. Right. This this fulfills in, in, in the in the perfect perfectly with the fulfillment of the Sabbath and the light of the finished work of Jesus Christ. See, we, 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 we keep the Sabbath when we set aside every day to honor him. 
right? So, so the, the 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 Sabbath commanded here and observed by Israel was was a shadow, according to Colossians two, of things to come. It was a shadow um, of, of of the substance of what Jesus Christ came to bring. So we have to rest in Jesus, okay? And so, since now the 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 the, the keeping the Sabbath is is a shadow of what, of what it once was, doesn't mean we don't have to keep the Sabbath, right? God gave us, he designed us that we need a day of rest, okay? We need a day of rest. But how are you observing this day of rest? It doesn't matter what day it is. It doesn't matter, okay? You know, uh, as a staff member of the church, my Sabbath is on Friday, you know? And that's a day that we are very, uh, um, we ensure that we keep that Sabbath, you know, because, and Pastor Brennan, you know, God bless him. He's like, you know, if you were not keeping a Sabbath, that's that's your fault because we're not forced to do any work on a, on a Friday, right? I mean, obviously, if someone calls and there's an emergency, you know, we're going to do what we got to do, right? You know, when we have Christmas Eve services on a Friday, we're going to do what we have to do, right? But bottom line, every single one of us needs to observe a Sabbath. You need to. God gave it to us for a reason. Observe the Sabbath. It says, then, verse 14, you shall delight yourself in the Lord. When we keep the meaning of the Sabbath, not just as an empty religious ritual, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. God will bless us, and he will He will delight not only in the blessings, but in, in we will delight in the Lord himself. Just being with God will bring us a delight. So as, as, I, as I close this, this chapter, God is he, he's exposing two um, religious rituals as practice in, in Isaiah's day, right? Fasting and keeping the Sabbath. Two religious rituals that they were not doing in the right way. And both of these expressions um, were, were of, of not doing things, okay? And, and fasting, we don't eat. On the Sabbath, we don't work. But important aspect of this chapter is showing us that what we don't do is, isn't enough to make us right before God. Just because you don't do something isn't going to make us perfect before God, right? Our walk with God shouldn't only be defined by what we don't do, but what we, well, what we do for the Lord, what we still do for God. Again, it's all about the heart. Where is your heart, brothers and sisters? What is God trying to show you? What is God trying to, re to reveal to you? Why are you keeping the Sabbath? Why are you doing a fast? Right and doing and fasting isn't just the beginning of the year. Twenty-one days you can fast any time for anything for any reason. But why? What is your why? What is your purpose? What is the point of you keeping the fast? That is a question that you need to answer before God and say, God, what? What during this fast? During these twenty-one days when I'm in a, when I'm in a fast with the rest of my brothers and sisters? Right? What is it? You know, not just for Fusion Church, not just for my, 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 my group of friends, for me. What is the purpose for me? What do you want to reveal to me? What do you want to show me? How do you want me to grow? And when you do, when you go into it with a heart of, God, what do you want? Not, God, I'm going to fast so that you'll do this. Because I need you to do this. No, it's God. I'm going to fast so that you can do what you want to do. Amen. Let's pray.
Father, we love you, Lord, and we just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your word, Lord God. That is always true, always faithful, Father, and, 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 and pierces, pierces down to our heart and our soul, Lord God. So, Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters as, as we enter this fast that you will speak to them. You will reveal things to them. You will show them areas in their life where they need work, areas in their life that you want to get in there to do some surgery, Father, so that we're not going into 21 days just to say we did it. We're not going into 21 days so that so that people will see us and know that we're fasting and know that we can go into 21 days and knowing that the, at the end of the fast, that we're going to be closer to you. We're going to have a deeper relationship with you, Father. So, Lord, I pray for all my brothers and sisters. Give them strength, Father. Give them wisdom. Speak to them, Lord God. Reveal new things to them, Lord, and draw them close to you. Father, I praise you for what you are doing, and I am so grateful, and I am expectant, Father. At the end of this 21 days, Father, we are expectant for the testimonies that are going to come out of this, the testimonies of people who've had breakthrough, who've had strongholds crumbling down, chains being broken in the name of Jesus, because they have been faithful to you. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen, and amen, and amen. All right, brothers and sisters, I love you. This has been a good one, and um, we'll talk soon. God bless.